This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Meryl Vandermeer, and today in episode 114, I'm going to be talking with two other teachers about academic integrity in online classes. Now, first of all, before we get going, let me just introduce our two guests. Uh, both of them teach with me at show sponsor Funder Funder Academy. Suzette, who has uh, already been on previous episodes talking about using Quizlet with Spanish. I will link to this in the show notes, by the way, so you can listen to the other episode with her. Um, show notes are at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com always. But Suzette Laporte-Io is the Spanish teacher from K all the way through to Spanish 3 for Finder Finder. Hello, Suzette. Hello. Thank you for having me on. And then Dr. Dana Underwood, who is the Biology 1 and 2 teacher for Finder Finder. And she has been on at least one episode where we talked about making science fun. Um, I remember we talked about that, how using online resources to making science fun and engaging. I'll link to that one too. Welcome, Dana. Hi. Now, the, because uh, we all teach together, we uh, do obviously discuss our classes. And one thing that the three of us in particular hit again and again is the issue of academic integrity. So I felt that now at the beginning of another semester, it would be a good topic to cover. Parents, this is something that you might not think is a problem with your children, but I want to say to you, please just listen because you may not realize that it is. It is a problem with many kids in our classes. The online format makes it very easy for students to cheat. And it also makes it very easy for us as teachers to identify the cheaters. I'm going to ask you that you not share with your children any of the specific ways that we can tell how they have cheated because our purpose in sharing these things with you today is so that you can understand and sit down and have conversations with your children on integrity and to explain to them that you know cheating these ways of cheating are still cheating because it, it might not feel as much as cheating to them than if they'd done similar things and actually put it on pen and paper um, and also the fact that these are going to have consequences if they do it we kind of warn them still before we give them zeros. But by the time they get to college, they could literally be kicked out of college for some of these things. So it is something that's covered a lot in schools. And I think in the homeschool community, perhaps parents aren't as aware of it uh, or think that this doesn't happen with their children. So that's just the motivation behind all this. So we do hope you'll sit down and share this with your kids and at least frighten them into not trying to <laughs> cheat. <laughs> All right, so the first, we're going to look at three major topics um, that we're finding problems with, and then we're going to finish up by looking at why we think students are cheating, because we think that can also help you as parents. So the very first thing is plagiarism. The concept, and I actually have a whole podcast episode on plagiarism, which again, I will link to, and after you've listened to this, perhaps go back and listen to that, because I also give ideas in there as to how to teach your children not to plagiarize. So um, I don't know who wants to go first. Dana, how's plagiarism affecting you and your biology classes? 
So you know, most of the students think of plagiarism as an English class thing. And so they're not, um, they don't really think of it as that when they do it in biology until I point out that that's what they've done. Um, but one of the things that they'll do is they'll be answering um, homework questions, even with homework questions where they're allowed to use other resources. Um, instead of reading um, an answer, like looking up something and then interpreting that answer and then using that to answer a question, they'll just copy and paste entire paragraphs off of websites. Um, and so that's the most common thing I see. And I tell them, you're allowed to use these external resources. You don't just need to use lecture or the textbook. You can look things up. There are fantastic resources out there, but you can't copy and paste entire paragraphs and use that as your homework answer because you've answered the question while completely bypassing your brain and any learning that might happen by you actually turning it into an answer in your own words. Right. So, yes, sorry. Suzette, yes. <laughs> How do you experience it? Um, in Spanish, the way uh, plagiarism looks, there's several ways. One would be, uh, for example, if I ask them to write uh, sentences, and I've had situations where students will uh, write, take the sentences from my handouts and just use those, um, re not realizing that I actually wrote the sentences. Um, so I do just tell them to please write their own sentences. Uh, so that's actually plagiarism because it's my work that they're turning in as their own work. Um, also, same thing as Dana mentioned, just uh, Googling the answer and um, just copying and pasting what they find online. And also, uh, students might not realize that if they write something, if they find something in English, for example, one of their projects is writing a poem in Spanish. I've had students who have turned in, several have done this, turned in a translated English poem. Um, so the poem has already been written by somebody else in English and they just translate it to Spanish and turn it in. That is also plagiarizing because somebody else wrote the original. Right. Um, I've got an example for you. Um, this is just literally from my last semester of my online government class. One of the students submitted, I asked them to um, explain diplomacy, diplomacy, you say it here in America, and they answered it and said, uh, diplomacy, comma, the established method of influencing the decisions and behavior of foreign governments and peoples through dialogue, negotiation, and other measures short of war or violence. Well, I think you can hear from that, that that is very definitely uh, not a ninth graders writing. You can hear it's, you know, it's come straight off. And, and it's easy for us to tell whenever we suspect it, we just copy and paste and it pops up. I am um, all of us use teaching assistants in our classes to help us grade. And I know my, my one daughter actually is one of my teaching assistants. And she said to me, she's never, ever going to plagiarize because she realizes how easy it is to spot. And I've heard this from every single teaching assistant I've had. As soon as they come into grade, they can hear, you can hear it's not the voice of the student. And particularly when they've answered other things. And, you know, if a student's perhaps their spelling isn't so good and you got used to that. And, you know, I teach governments, so I'm not taking, we're not taking points off of their spelling isn't perfect but when you know the normal answers have got errors and things in it and then suddenly they give an example that's absolutely perfectly spelled it's obvious I know we've all also the other thing that we have issues when, when we can see the plagiarism is that um, the students often don't think about changing the font these are the things that I don't want you to tell your students just saying how we pick it up uh, you know when something is suddenly in a completely different font to the rest of the answers that they're giving it's a clear indication they've cut and pasted. Um, I've had kids turn things in that have italics, for instance, 
when nothing else was italics and just suddenly a piece of it is. Sometimes the students even want to say, I just copied this from somewhere. And so you can see that they're not trying to cheat. Um, they, they want to say, I just cut and pasted because they will actually give me the link to where they found it. So they think that if they show where they found it, um, that that is all right. So they can kind of paste. But as I point out to them, I don't want to read something that they just cut and pasted off the internet. If I wanted to know the answer, I would go and Google it myself. The point is to see that they have understood the answer and so can actually explain it to me. That's what we are looking for as teachers. So, uh, you know, even, even making it obvious that they've copied it isn't helpful. One of the big ways in science classes that you can tell that they don't understand their answers is that they'll, um, they'll search something and they'll copy and paste an answer. And I'll know that this is some, an answer like Meryl's example that was more advanced. In science, it's even more dramatic than that because they get stuff that is stuff you wouldn't encounter until college or grad school. And they're giving me those answers in a freshman biology class. And I know there's no way they know what some of this stuff means. Um, and so they give just these really, really detailed technical answers. And I was often looking for something very simple because that would be the appropriate level for the class they're actually taking. And just to explain, Dana would have given them the material to have studied. She uses videos. She does have a textbook they can use if they want. She has videos. She has other, and she makes her own videos. So she's expecting them to answer from one of those resources that actually has the answer. So right. when, which is moving us on to our next thing, which is cutting corners on homework. So when right. she's expecting them to have actually go and do their homework and to go and actually watch the videos, read what they told them to read. And if they did those things, the answer is in those things. Yes. They would find it as opposed to them going and Googling because that is, and that is very much a cutting a corner on homework. And that's one of the ways they do it. That's one of the most common ones that I have students do where they'll copy a question from their homework and just paste it into Google. And then they'll copy, um, copy and paste one of the first answers that come up. And the problem is that Google doesn't actually read your question and give you an answer. It looks for keywords. And so it may match keywords that are part of a graduate level textbook or a primary science paper written for people with PhDs to read. And so you read the answer and realize this has absolutely nothing to do with the very simple question that you asked um, that should have a very simple answer that would be in any high school textbook. And one of the, the biggest problems I have in Spanish is um, doing vocabulary quizzes. Um, same thing. Students will uh, maybe not have studied all the vocabulary words and they come up to one that they don't know and they actually Google it during the quiz, I am pretty sure, and uh, come up with a word that we did not study. It's the correct answer, but it's not the word that I asked them to memorize and use on the quizzes. This year I had one of the funniest examples, which was to, I asked students to identify a molecule. Um, we learned about four molecules and they needed to be able to identify each of the four. And a student copied and pasted the molecule into Google and Google had no idea what to do with this molecule. And so I had two different students give me this very long insecticide name. And clearly that wasn't something that either one of them would have gotten from their head because I was looking for an answer like carbohydrate or protein. And they gave me this gigantic chemical formula name um, for a, an insecticide that had nothing to do with anything we were talking about. And so it's pretty obvious they're trying to cut corners because it's definitely not something they would have just pulled from their heads. 
The other thing that I noticed that some of my students do is um, I use a lot of videos that are on YouTube, uh, particularly for history and government and economics. We use some crash course videos and the smart ones have discovered that you can actually find the transcript. Um, again, though, the transcripts are not always perfectly done and that can also end up uh, being kind of obvious when they do that. And the bottom line is the students need to realize that when a teacher assigns work, that is what they need to be working through in order to actually succeed in the class and trying to cut corners on it is going to lead to problems. And one of those problems, which I think we can move on to now, is cheating on tests. So I don't have any tests in my classes, so I'm not going to contribute to this part, but Dana, perhaps you want to start and then Suzette. Sure. Um, so, you know, this year more than most, but it's been a problem in years past too, um, but it's different this year because more students are taking the tests online. Um, I have students sometimes copying the same copy, the question and paste it into Google. I have them do that on tests. I have them copy and paste answers sometimes that are test answers. And again, I recognize when what they're answering has nothing to do with anything we've talked about in class, but I also recognize when their answers don't look like their homework questions. And so by having checked their homework, and I know what that student's answers look like, they do projects based on what I'm assigning, I know what their work looks like. And so when I look at their answer on a test and realize it doesn't actually look like the answers that they've been giving on homework that are over the same material, then you know that they did something strange. They, they should have studied from their homework and not come up with these strange answers. Um, and I think that copying and pasting questions from the homework into Google probably leads to them cheating on the tests um, because they never learned the answer in the first place. And so when they see that same question in a different format, they don't really understand it. They didn't understand their answer the first time because it was college level material that they were trying to copy and paste. And so I think it makes them a little more likely to feel a need to cheat the next time around because they never actually learned the right, simple, basic freshman biology answer in the first place. Yes, and uh, cheating in Spanish uh, is uh, the same thing on the quizzes and the exams. Also Google, 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 wonderful Google. Um, they um, often will, like I mentioned before, Google the vocabulary words, but also verb conjugations. Um, and Canvas, which is the learning management system that, we, that I use anyway for my classes, and I think Meryl does too, I don't know if Dana does. Yeah. Yes, yes. okay. Um, they, it actually has a log when you're taking the exam. So we as uh, TAs and teachers can see uh, how much time each student spent on each question and whether they left the question for a different location. So you can actually see if they're clicking outside of the exam or not. So if they're clicking outside the exam, I've set it up so that students do not have to go outside the exam at all. So they're clicking outside the exam, that is cause for concern. Um, so that, that is one way we would detect it. Um, and yes. <laughs> so, and another thing my students, I think, will try to do is that they'll try to have either, you know, a resource around them. They can look things up on their phone while mm -hmm. answering your thing on Google, I mean, on your, on Canvas on a computer. And so mm -hmm. as parents supervising, one thing that can be done is to make sure they don't also have an iPad or a cell phone or some other device sitting there while they're taking their test on their laptop because they know we can, they, my students know I can see what they're doing um, as far as clicking away. And so I think some of them have tried to use a second device because I see them actually, they didn't copy and paste an answer they looked up in Google, they typed it. And so it'll have a typo in it. So I know they retyped it, but it's other, it's a word for word match to a Wikipedia. 
article or something like that. So I know yes. they, they copied and pasted, but they typed it instead of actually copying and pasting. And of course, exact thing happens in Spanish too. <laughs> um, of course, parents, the one thing is remember that we all have a lot of students in our classes. So um, what is kind of obvious for all of us is that when you've got 20 or 30 or 40 students all doing the same homework or the same test and 25 of them are giving similar levels of answers and then you suddenly have five who are doing something crazy or giving you know a name of an insecticide it really does jump out to you so when whether it's plagiarizing cutting corners on the homework or cheating on the tests all of these things is that the students that that are are, that are um, doing things they shouldn't be doing are the outliers and it does it does really draw attention to them because theirs are suddenly very different to the people around them right. which and another thing sorry another okay. thing on just on that same thing is that um, another way that students will cheat and it's not so much an issue on homework because I allow them to work together although if they're just copying it's not helping is that students now that things are electronic um, they will share files when taking a test and so, um, because I give them the option of taking the test straight in Canvas or using a PDF and uploading, the, uploading a PDF or uploading a Word document. And so sometimes students sharing files can be an issue. Um, right. They're just something else because parents won't realize they're doing it. You know, if they're, I've had it be an issue with relatives, but also with students that are friends. Um, and they don't seem to realize that when I sit down and grade 40 papers all at once, mm -hmm. if I have a bizarre wrong answer, and I have it three times, I'm gonna mm -hmm. look at that and notice that I've got the same wrong answer three times and it's really unusual, so. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I hope that you see that, um, A, that there is a problem that you need to probably talk to your kids about and B, that we can really see this um, very easily. So if, you know, if a teacher does, whether it's one of us or another class, if a teacher comes to you and says, your child is cheating, um, don't assume the teacher uh, is just having it in for your child. They probably really have caught them cheating and it's better for you to deal with it before they get to college. So let's move now into looking at, well, why would students cheat? I mean, obviously there could just be a complete lack of integrity in a child, but that's probably not the main reason. The first thing is we kind of just thought about this before is obviously poor time management. Um, I often see again, we can see in Canvas when the students are working. Um, all the work for my modules is due on a Friday. And the idea is that the students split it over the whole week. But I will sometimes see students starting on the first assignment in a module at like 11 o'clock on a Friday night when the stuff's due at midnight. There is no way they can do a class that is four to six hours of work in one hour. And when they look at that and realize the time is running out, that is when they start to make poor choices. Yeah. And if any of you got anything else to add on the poor time management. The yes, second... Yeah. Sorry. Exactly that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The second one is, is personal problems. Um, this can really run the gamut of, um, you know, problems in the family, um, a child having learning difficulties, COVID, uh, just the stress of living life with COVID, depression, anxiety. There are a lot of reasons why, again, which overscheduling. During yes. High schoolers are very overscheduled sometimes. Right. So there are all kinds of things that are going to affect children. And um, 
when there are things like that as parents you need to be aware of them and if necessary to tell the teacher so that we can actually work alongside you, you know if your child is going through bouts of depression um, tell the teacher because then we can try to work through how to help and come alongside the child so that they still are submitting work but we don't put more pressure on them um, and you know you, you actually don't take one problem and then, you know, allow it to cause more problems. Um, so, you know, let us know so that the child isn't tempted to cheat. Rather, there are definite times, although we all expect students to turn in work at a specific time, obviously we also are understanding and it's much better for us to know there's an issue um, and work with that rather than your child just not knowing how to cope with their own problems and then the solution being, you know, even worse. Mm -hmm. um, there's another then thing is the lack of ability to understand and answer depending on the way you know you have done your homeschooling until now until they get to say an online class your your child's own just natural abilities how much they read whatever else they may just struggle to understand the question or you know maybe it's not even well done by the teacher whatever the reason is they need to, your children need to learn if they're reading something and they don't understand it and obviously if it's the middle of the test they're going to have to do their best but when it comes to homework which is a lot of where the problems are coming in they need to learn that the solution to not understanding a question isn't to google it's to first perhaps come to a parent and say i didn't understand the question can you help me or an older sibling um, and if that doesn't work, they need to be taught to reach out to the teacher or teaching assistant and say, I don't understand. I mean, just today I had a question from a student who wasn't sure what I meant. That is the way to go. Your kids need to know to go and ask, say, I don't understand this so that they can get help in understanding a question because then they will eventually be able to answer it. If they're trying to just Google, that is going to end up in plagiarism, cutting corners and eventually probably cheating particularly boys who don't want to admit that they don't know something they would much rather just pretend that they've got it all under control and they need to learn no there's plenty of good reasons to ask um touching on dana mentioned just now about overcommitment is sometimes overwhelm perhaps you have signed your child up for too many classes or they've got too many classes plus dance plus 4-h plus swimming plus basketball and whatever else and you know, whatever it is, make sure that they actually have enough time. I mean, I'm also one of those who doesn't want to give your kids too much time because then they sometimes use that badly too. So it's finding that balance of when they have enough time to do their schoolwork properly, but, um, you know, that they're not totally stressed and cutting corners for that reason. And then we also just see the kids who are lazy. And uh, Dana has an example from this last semester that I'd like her to share. Yeah, this was a first um, because I had a student, I, I, I often will ask on, on a quiz for students to think back over, you know, did they study properly for the last test? It's to do a little, you know, self-thinking about how they could improve their grades. And a student said, um, I basically, I shouldn't have to work this hard. Um, and that's why we cheat. So there are those who just don't want to work. And, you know, as parents, we look at that and we say, you know, and as teachers, we have a lazy child. But I know uh, Suzette has a slightly different idea on this. Yes, I, you know, I've been teaching for over 20 years and, um, and through the times I, I came to realize, I think, that students are 
not necessarily lazy. Uh, I think there's always a reason behind it and maybe saying we're lazy or we saying they are lazy is just a, a, an easy way out. I think as teachers and as parents, it is our responsibility to figure out why they are cheating. Um, many times it's an, uh, a learning disability, sometimes it's an undiagnosed learning disability, or maybe the student doesn't know how to study. Um, that is, I found that a lot. So we think if it comes easy to the parent, we think that it'll just kind of translate to the child. But some children actually need to be taught how to, to study. Um, it, for some people, it just doesn't come by being born. <laughs> you kind of have to teach them how to do it. And um, I've also found that some students are not used to uh, maybe the type of work that we're giving them. Um, just the, the higher level of thinking, like trying to figure things out on their own. Some students are used to just like getting the answers, memorizing them, and then spitting them back on the quizzes. Uh, whereas in, I think, all of our three classes, um, they're going to get something different. They actually have to go out and find the answer themselves. And maybe if they're not used to doing that, it's a little, it feels hard. Like Dana pointed out, the students said we shouldn't have to work this hard because they're not used to it. So we I just need have, to teach them. Mm -hmm. I did have a student tell me, or a parent tell me, that the jump from a middle school class, which is more like guided reading through the material, to a mm -hmm. high school class where you may have to synthesize multiple ideas, it's a big jump. And sometimes students don't know how to make that jump. Yes, which, it's correct. Which here, the practical takeaway, if you're listening to this and your children are not in high school yet, is as you're going through middle school, you need to be slowly working on these skills so that by the time they get to high school, they are ready. Because we are finding many students who are ready and as many as we're finding that aren't. So it's, it's, you do need to start working on this and start to move away from just spoon feeding and letting them start to develop their own opinions. I know I, my kids um, and my students have a, a very hard time because I have a lot of opinion answers doing, because I'm teaching a lot of social studies. So I will say to them, you know, tell me what you have learned from this last module of history. And I don't want them to parrot back, I learned about this and this and this. I want to know what they actually personally learned, their takeaway from the facts that they have studied. And some of them, by the end of the semester, they're still struggling to give me their personal takeaway because they haven't been encouraged to do that. So this is something that that side you can start to work on. But then, you know, Suzette said, it takes some time to figure out why your child is not motivated to work. I, um, my one son was not putting a lot of effort into his schoolwork. And I sat him down in ninth grade and told him to go and look at a few colleges he thought he might want to go to. I told him to look at the ACT scores, to look at the average GPA, and then to look at the cost. Well, the combination of those three things was a huge wake-up call for him because he wanted to go to a good university. And he realized that if he didn't put effort in, he wasn't going to get the scores that he would need to get in. And he also realized he wasn't going to be able to win scholarship money. And that was for him a motivation. Now, that's not always going to be a motivation for every child which is where you as a parent who's living with your child is going to be the one that needs to be looking and trying to figure it out. For us as online teachers, or all three of us also teach at our local co-op, you know, we're seeing the kids once a week, 
or you know we're just dealing with them online it's very difficult for us when we can't pull a child aside and try to get to know them and try to understand why they are underperforming why they are cheating why it appears that they're lazy but as a parent mm -hmm. you know you can start to delve in as you say is it is it a learning disability because you know a kid may be embarrassed to say i just don't understand this and instead the bravado of i don't care might be a cover-up for i'm lost Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, there's just so many different things. So, you know, when you actually find your children having issues, I would suggest that, you know, don't immediately jump to all the wrong conclusions and rather just try and come alongside and help them through it. And, you know, obviously explain to them what they're doing wrong, but also try to understand why they're doing it. Well, ladies, thank you very much for sharing some uh, examples and explaining. And I hope that the parents, this has been useful. So thank you, Dana. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Suzette. Thank you, Meryl. And um, if you want to carry on this discussion, please come across to our podcast Facebook group. It's the Homeschooling with Technology community on Facebook. The link will be in the show notes. We can just look for us on, on Facebook. And you are welcome to post any particular questions there. You're also quite, uh, you can reach out to me by emailing me or um, any of them as well. And you can find us all on Funder Funder Academy as well as you can find me on homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Well, that's it for this week and I uh, hope you have a good week and I'll see you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.